0: With our fighting spirit,
1: we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown.
0: And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The cornerback position for the Indianapolis Colts underwent one of the biggest makeovers in the 2023 offseason. But can it stand up? Can it attack as well as it did even a couple years ago? with rookie cornerbacks all over the place and kenny moore the second coming off of a down year let's talk about it welcome to the horseshoe huddle podcast presented by fan nation on si.com part of the fans first sports network my name is andrew moore and i'm joined here as always with my fellow writer and co-host here at horseshoe huddle drake wally drake the cornerback position. This is one that I've been really excited to talk about just because there's been a lot of change to that group this offseason. Stefan Gilmore is not here. Isaiah Rogers Sr. is not here. Brandon Faison is not here. The only one that remains, Kenny Moore and an influx of rookies. So there's a lot of unknown with this group heading into the season. But first off, how are you doing, sir? How was your weekend?
1: my weekend was really good it it just means it's one step closer to to Colts training camp and um, boy this is this is without question the biggest question mark uh, on the entire team if we're talking about positional groups there's none that's got a bigger question mark on them right now than this uh, cornerback room and it's literally because of what you said there's unproven talents or or very inexperienced players or rookies that are going to be really littering the field and, and getting starting snaps and you know it's going to be really awesome to kind of dive into these guys and give our expectations question marks and of course the impact that we feel like they'll give indianapolis
0: yeah i i agree and and if this if this position group doesn't doesn't get off to a good start or or struggles it could really be a down year for the defense as a whole so it's going to be very important for these guys to get off on the right foot and and really stay consistent throughout the whole year logan schmidt says juju for defensive rookie of the year that that would be fantastic (laughs) that'd be very unexpected
1: but but welcome
0: (laughs) great to see you here logan stats matt finally popping in to say hi before he goes and plays softball buddy I mean, you, you need to get your priorities straight here. But uh, hopefully, I know Stats Matt will be ready to go at least next week when when training camp kicks off uh, and the, and the really important episodes start happening. So at least <laughs> at least he's able to pop in here. But uh, before we get started, as always, we really appreciate all your guys' support. We ticked over that. 1.5k uh, subscriber mark on YouTube this past week. Um, so so we really appreciate all of you guys for that. And let's keep the momentum going, especially going into this season. Like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on Twitter, and subscribe to that YouTube channel if you haven't already. Click that bell so that way you get all the notifications whenever Drake and I are going live. Uh, and you're definitely going to want to turn those notifications on uh, as we get ready to uh, talk about our announcement here but if you can't listen to us live apple spotify google wherever you get your podcast we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe on there and give us a five star review before we dive into these cornerbacks here drake and i have a little announcement and no we are not leaving horseshoe huddle like our colleague Destin adams who (laughs) is going off to to a new website to cover the colts full-time and we wish him all the best uh great guy hard hard worker so Destin, you're we have you have two big fans in drake and i so continue all all of your hard work and, and proud of your success but no drake and i have been credentialed for training camp. So Drake and I will be there in Westfield uh, for the Colts training camp this season. Uh, We'll be able to to bring you live updates. Uh, We're going to be able to tell you what we see on the field. Guys, here's the best part. Drake and I are going to be doing some live episodes from training camp after practice uh, to give you the exact everything that we've seen. And, and really dive into it firsthand. It'll allow you guys to ask us questions of what we saw there on the practice field. Uh, so those are gonna be a lot of fun and, and they could happen at, at all different times. So that's why you wanna make sure to click that bell on YouTube so that way you're there and know whenever Drake and I go live so you can join us, get your questions in and really hear the latest from Colts Camp uh, as, as all these intense practices go on obviously be telling you about anthony richardson every step of the way so it's it's going to be a fun time and and personally i i I always say this how drake is the hardest working man in colts media and i truly mean that i'm really excited for for drake to be able to experience his first training camp as a credentialed media member so it's it's going to be an exciting time for us here at the horseshoe huddle podcast
1: and given everything that this offseason has brought and what it means to the future of the colts franchise um it all it all lines up I, i i gotta tell you thank you andrew because you know you know us starting this has given You know, me and you, of course, but uh, me, my first time opportunity, I cannot wait to get boots on the ground there and see what this uh, this Anthony uh, Ricard or Richardson, I think is his last name, this Anthony (laughs) Richardson guy. uh, Can't wait to see what he's all about and all these rookies and Shane Steichen. I'm all for it. I'm pumped
0: we're pumped and and we're ready to bring all of you guys the content uh from westfield and grand park as the colts get the season underway want to give a shout out to spooks hill joe he says that darius rushed for defensive rookie of the year wombat is is in the chat as well logan schmidt asking if you can bring a plus one to to training camp we wish you you were on the way uh logan yeah. but uh i'm sure you'll be right there in the chat as always so so drake Without further ado, let's dive in. The cornerback position for the Indianapolis Colts, like I said already, a lot of change heading into this uh, this season. Stefan Gilmore was head over head, heads above the, the rest of the Colts cornerbacks last year, won the Colts a couple games. Gilmore is now in Dallas with the Cowboys. Brandon Faison, who started a lot of games last year. No longer with the team for better or for worse. We'll have to see. He's with the Las Vegas Raiders. Isaiah Rogers Sr. had his opportunity. No longer with the team due to uh the gambling issues that that he was found guilty of. So that leaves just Kenny Moore the second and and a bunch of unproven rookies or or unproven second-year guys uh that that are gonna be really experiencing their first big time minutes in the NFL and and high snap counts. So I would say of all the position groups, maybe outside of quarterback, obviously with Anthony Richardson, there's just so much unknown with the quarterback position for the Colts.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's also a little bit interesting because obviously, and I know that we don't have, we're not going to dive into it, but it was already going to be one of the youngest and most unknowns with Isaiah Rogers senior in the mix. Okay. Now it is especially so because that just takes some guys like, you know, your Jalen Joneses and your Darius rushes who we'll get to later. And it kind of pushes them up the chart, you know, with the loss of Rogers. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about these guys, but it's going to be even more fun to see them in training camp. And of course, once the regular season starts, that's going to be what I'm outside of quarterback. Like you said, that's where my eyes are going to be is in that secondary.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where, or a lot of us are going to be watching to see how these guys improve and how these guys are playing throughout training camp and throughout the preseason. And and for me, I mean, it, it all starts with with number twenty three, with Kenny Moore the uh, second, a guy that I was clamoring. The, for the Colts to pay to pay him and and re-up him uh before last season began I was all on the the pay Kenny Moore train then 2022 happened and and Kenny Moore really did not have a, a Kenny Moore type season did not did not have an interception last year battled injuries uh throughout the season and just did not seem like himself did not seem like the playmaking Kenny Moore that that we had become accustomed to. Here in Indianapolis, and and that that hurt the Colts defense, and, and and Kenny Moore, I think, took a took it really hard on himself as well. He there was a guarantee that Kenny Moore II was going to be back with the Colts uh, this season. There were a lot of trade rumors surrounding him. Kenny Moore, uh, the Colts decided to keep him, uh, and he comes back in a contract year, trying to bounce back from what was a rough. 2022, in the first year in Gus Bradley's uh, uh system. So, what are your expectations for Kenny Moore as he heads into 2023?
1: You know, I think he's a very, I, I still think the guy's a great defender. I still think the guy is one of the, the smarter cornerbacks, especially. I mean, he's a, he's a, I think he my expectations are he's going to definitely play mostly in the slot still. Mm-hmm. um But I do think he's going to be leaned on more than ever, like a cornerback one. And it's not often that you talk about your cornerback one being in the slot. You know, it just isn't. It's usually on the outside where those dominant receivers go. I'm not saying you can't, you know, sneak a Tyreek Hill in the slot, but a lot of times those dominant receivers are on the outside. Well, Kenny Moore is going to be leaned on like a cornerback one in such a young room where Dallas Flowers is really the only other proven, proven veteran. <laughs> uh, I also expect him to bounce back. Okay, I think he's going to bounce back. It's his second year in an in a defense that he may not have been as familiar with as he thought he would be. You know, he goes from 2020 to having four four picks and then four more interceptions at over 100 tackles to 65 tackles. Big plays getting let up injuries, no interceptions, hardly any pass breakups. I think that this is as many Colts players. This is a year where Kenny Moore's chip is definitely on his shoulder and he's going to have to prove himself that he is still one of those top tier guys.
0: And I, I think that was a bigger deal than people realize. Just his fit within Gus Bradley's but Gus Bradley's system. You know, coming from a Matt Eberflu scheme that that really placed an emphasis on and an importance with that nickel, that that slot corner position with with Gus Bradley's system, it, it kind of takes a little of that importance away. Uh and and I think getting back to that getting back to those roots and making Kenny Moore an essential part of this defense. I think not only will it help the Colts defense to play better, but, but it'll also help those, those turnover numbers. It, it, because when, when Kenny Moore is out there and, and playing like we know he's capable of, he's right there with, with Shaq Leonard, as far as one of the guys that, that can make those plays and, and force those turnovers, make those game changing uh, shifts in momentum. So, I think I think the Colts have, have really tried this offseason to to really see how they can get Kenny Moore back to his Pro Bowl level that he was in 2021. When the when the Colts when we talked to Kenny Moore. Uh, this spring, he said he's had a, re- a lot of really good conversations with Gus Bradley, with Ron Miles, the defensive backs coach for the Indianapolis Colts, uh, about how to really change his role and and make it so he has a, a bigger impact. And he said things have gone well. He's already seen improvements in areas where he thinks he can he can he can really help impact. And and he's getting his confidence back. And that's that's I think is for a cornerback that's so key in having confidence that you're going to be they're going to be in the right spot and you can really help your team and it seemed like towards the end of last season Kenny Moore's confidence was just completely shot and I think that had a lot to do with with his play tailing off to, especially towards the end of the year so it's going to be interesting to see but I I'm, I'm hopeful that with Gus Bradley trying to tweak his defense to help fit more of Kenny Moore's skill set and putting Kenny Moore in those in better positions to succeed, it should raise his not only his play, but the play of the entire defense as a whole.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we, we were talking about how this is the second most inter, like maybe the, the this behind quarterback, there's no bigger question mark on a positional group. Well, I, I'm sure I'm speaking to the choir here, but. Cornerback is outside of quarterback, maybe the hardest position to play in football because you are reactive. You can't you're not you're not forcing. I mean, you can impose your will maybe at the line of scrimmage, but you're waiting for receivers to do something. So when you start losing your confidence, you start getting hurt. You're not making plays. Balls are going over your head and it's ending up in the end zone it can really take a toll on you because then receivers are taking advantage of not just you being injured, but also your mental, your psyche, you know? So um, I do kind of, like you said, I do think that especially with Gus Bradley tailoring that defense shows two things that they really have a lot of faith in Kenny Moore. And two is that they really value him very, very high that they're willing to change the defense to kind of fit his strengths where he can get back to what he was in 20 and 21.
0: Now, what are your big questions for, for Kenny Moore the second heading this year? Because it is a contract year for Kenny Moore. And and I think he does need to step up his play if he wants to be back with the or if he and if he wants to get that contract that, that he's been desiring as as one of the getting up there as far as dollar amounts with the top nickel cornerbacks in the game. So what are the biggest question marks that you think he has to answer this season?
1: I mean, really outside of his rookie year and last year, he's played pretty solid. I I think that it's the two questions I have are, was he a was he better because he was a product of Matt Eberflus' defense? You know, Mm -hmm. you have to ask that question because he was lights out in that defense. Uh, And number two is very simple. Can he stay healthy? You know, because that's that's the biggest thing. If he's not out there on the field, you know, you have to take safeties and put them in a corner like Julian Blackman, or you have to move Dallas Flowers, who, you know, may not have been as ready into the cornerback position. And you could see that Kenny Moore was missed out there on the field at times. So I think those are the two questions. Maybe a third one is, can he get back to square one with his mentality? Can he get that confidence back? Can he get that swagger back where he's smiling, dancing out there, making plays and stuff? That's the best version of Kenny Moore. And that's what he needs to get back to, to be to, to succeed at his position.
0: Yeah, I would agree, and and I, I think for me the biggest question is can he get back to that Pro Bowl form, or have we already seen the best of Kenny Moore in in, in a Colts uniform? Because if if we have, then I think that the, there's a. a even bigger cause for concern with this group but if the Colts can if Gus Bradley uh, can get him into positions where he feels more comfortable and and the Colts feel like uh, uh, and that, that he can make plays on a regular basis then then yeah I think Kenny Moore can have a really good season and and I think the Colts would be interested in in bringing Kenny Moore back uh, on another deal uh, it's, it's just going to be, it's kind of just that wait and see approach uh, because this year is going to be so important, not only for him, if he wants to come back to the, the Colts, but just for his market in general, because if he doesn't go out there and play well, I mean, the market for the other teams isn't going to be great either. I mean, he could be looking at, at one year deals, uh, ranging between like five to $6 million, instead of going out and getting, uh, 12, 14, 15 million dollars a year at the cornerback position. So it's, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see how Kenny Moore can do that. And then my other thing is, I, I know Kenny Moore has become more of a leader in the locker room. I think there's even more onus on that now. He be that leader of the secondary. Kenny Moore he's more of a quiet guy usually, but you've got rookies in Juju Brents, Darius Rush, uh, 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 Jalen Jones, just to name three of those, not to mention the, the undrafted guys that are coming in here for, for camp. Kenny Moore's got to be step up and be that veteran in that locker room. Uh, in that cornerback room. Stefan Gilmore's not there anymore. So it's on Kenny Moore to really step up his game and, and step up his leadership as well to try to keep this this group together and, and keep learning as as the season goes along.
1: Well and he's you know he's been on the team. It's hard to believe this. He's 27, you know, he's not like 33, 34 years old. He's 27 years old, and he is being looked at like a 10-year veteran right now by these rookies, by these young guys. He's been with the Colts for six seasons, so he knows this organization. Not long ago, like you were talking about, the what people were talking about, you know who's a good fit for Kenny Moore? Chicago, the Chicago Bears, because they were talking about Matt Eberflus is over there. Well, Indianapolis clearly had a plan. They clearly believe that Kenny Moore can bounce back, just like they they believe Shaq Leonard can bounce back. And it is going to be detrimental because it's a pretty steep drop off. We don't know what Rusher, or Brents, or or Jones are going to do yet, or even Dallas Flowers for that matter. So it's a huge drop off after uh, after Kenny Moore on that depth chart. So it is of the it's of the utmost importance that he gets back to square one because it is going to I believe if he negatively starts playing kind of like last year it could affect the rest of the guys in the cornerback room honestly
0: right now what now as we get into this season obviously I think Kenny Moore the second is going to have one of the biggest impacts on the entire team for his position group so what do you think his impact is going to be uh, for Kenny Moore and and I'll kind of add this as a As a bonus question here, do you think this is the last season? Kenny Moore is in a Colts uniform.
1: Oh, that's, I did not expect that. Uh, (laughs) I I think that the impacts are pretty, pretty straightforward. He's going to force quarterbacks uh, to go deep and go outside with passes. I think that he is going to continue to be a a great slot corner. He's going to bounce back. Um, I think he's going to remain the primary playmaker in the cornerback room without question. Um, I think he's going to be one of the biggest presence Uh, or one of the biggest presences in the defensive back room, in the locker room, maybe even just the locker room period. And does he, I'll I'll put it this way. If he, if he has, if he has a a mediocre season, not even last year bad, but if he has a mediocre season, I don't expect him to return. I will say though, if he goes out there, gets three interceptions, four interceptions, he kind of looks even a little bit more like his old self. I think Indianapolis is going to give him a deal. I think they're going to keep him there because these other cornerbacks are on rookie deals. They're going to be there too. And you want veteran leadership. And right now the best one they have, and he's a good corner too. I'm not saying he's just the only guy, but right now Kenny Moore's the guy. So I think they're going to keep him and they're going to look for every excuse to give him a chance to re-sign him and give him a new deal.
0: Yeah. I think, I think it's all going to be, it's all going to be predicated on how he plays. Uh, and I know the Colts really like Kenny Moore, the person he's great in the community, obviously great locker room guy, but I think if Kenny Moore wants to get the type of deal that I, that he thinks he deserves and, and to be considered a, uh, as being paid among the top cornerbacks in the NFL, the top slot cornerbacks in the NFL, he's got to go out there and, and play at that Pro Bowl level once again. Uh, I think if he has another t- season in 2023, like he had in 2022, I don't think I don't think Kenny Moore is back with this team. Uh, I think if he is back with this team, he's going to have to take a cheap one-year deal, and, and 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 unless he goes out there and proves that he can still be that impactful player. The Colts are having a youth movement at the cornerback position, and and there's a lot of guys hungry to to go in there and and take that. So it's I think he is going to have a really good impact as a leader. Uh, I think he will step up into that role, and and I think he's going to to really be beneficial for these rookie cornerbacks coming in. Uh, but for me, it's it's all about how how can he have that impact in in getting more turnovers for this defense, uh, being able to have the other guys lean on him. It, sometimes is he going to have to tape the toughest matchups uh, because the Colts are, are in a pinch at the cornerback position? And And we remember, we talk about, Kenny Moore as a slot corner, but when the Colts are in their base 4-3 and and they have only two cornerbacks out there, Kenny Moore is out there. Kenny Moore is a starter at that outside, and then when the Colts go to three cornerbacks or more, that's when Kenny Moore shifts inside uh, to that slot role. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I think Kenny Moore has a lot to play for. I think he's excited about the opportunity this season and some of the things that they're going to change within that scheme to to open him up to play more free and, and for him to go out there and, and be a playmaker. So I think he's going to have a, a nice bounce back year. But will it be enough for the for the Colts to re-sign him? That's I think going to ultimately be the question. And and if it is enough, then then I think we we have seen a pretty stellar year uh, and a nice rebound from Kenny Moore the second. And now we move it along to the next starter. I, I think we can all consider on the outside, uh, and that's rookie cornerback from Kansas State, an Indy native. Juju Brents. Juju Brents, Drake, I'm super excited to see Juju Brents. Tall, long, athletic cornerback that that I think has a lot of potential to in this Gus Bradley scheme because it's exactly the type of cornerback that Gus Bradley likes to have in his system, and we've seen him have success with these types of cornerbacks. The big Richard Shermans, the Jalen Ramseys. Could Juju Brents be that next big athletic cornerback in the Gus Bradley system to make another Pro Bowl we're gonna have to wait and see but what are your expectations for the rookie uh this year as he likely will be one of the starters on the outside from day one
1: you know I first off the man is six foot four and he's 205 210 pounds he is massive for mm-hmm. a cornerback in fact if i'm not mistaken he has the longest wingspan of any cornerback if i'm not mistaken out of the nfl draft
0: wasn't i think it? he had the longest arms in this class
1: Okay, and in this class, well, the guy is going to be trusted as a cornerback one on the outside. I do think mm-hmm. that he's going to be the guy that they're going to be looking to like look, you're young, you're raw, but you're going to have to you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to be the guy that we lean on for those outside uh, receivers. I think he's going to cover the best receivers from some teams and they are going to he's got a target painted on his back. <laughs> whether he whether he knows it or not, it's it's there. Um and I think that he's both going to make huge plays Awesome, awesome plays, but he's also going to make mistakes as he adjusts to the speed of the NFL because there's going to be some guys that are going to give him problems. He's not the fastest corner, but rest assured, he knows his strengths. Gus Bradley knows his strengths. And He's a perfect fit for Gus Bradley's own scheme too.
0: Yeah, he's not the fastest cornerback out there, but because he's so big and so long, he's got those long strides that help him stick with with almost any wide receiver out there. But he's still a four four guy. Okay, hmm. so he still has plenty of speed uh, to go with his his insane leaping ability, his long arms. Uh, and I think I think what I expect out of Juju Brents is uh, obviously with all these rookie cornerbacks, I think there's going to be a, a learning curve uh, because. The, the, the NFL is just different for the, the, uh, when playing the cornerback position than, than playing in college. You're going up against much bigger, stronger, faster wide receivers every single week. Uh, but what I, I thing that I, again, this is why Juju Brents fits so well at Gus Bradley's scheme. It's because of the man-match match scheme. The Colts want to start playing a little bit more press coverage. Juju Brents can be physical at the line of scrimmage. But, again, he's not going to follow that number one wide receiver all over the field. Okay. He's going to have his side of the field. And then once the, after they get out of that press coverage, uh, he can play a little bit of off man coverage uh, on that guy, kind of sit back in the zone, read the quarterback's eyes. Uh, That's something that he excelled at in college. Uh, And, and I think he's going to be really solid in in helping against the run as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look at Gus Bradley's scheme. Usually on, on one side, you have your, uh, your, your cornerback. That's more of a man corner that has the speed to stick with those wide receivers. That would be your Dallas flowers or Darius rush. And then on the other side, that's where you have your, your cornerback. That's more of the, the run run support, uh, a guy that plays a little bit farther off, uh, can kind of read and react and, and make those decisions, uh, but still be an integral part that's where julius brents is is going to be in all of this. so uh, i think again i think it's going to be a learning curve but i really think gus bradley's scheme fits julius brent's skill set fits his uh his strengths and i think that's going to accelerate that learning curve and and really make it easy for him to adjust to the nfl.
1: Well, I mean, the Colts were already high on the guy. I mean, he fits all of what Chris Ballard looks for in those in, in those cornerbacks. He really likes the obviously the traits type of guys. So the fact that that was number one, they were already high on him. Coming into a defense where it fits his strengths with a guy who's been doing it for years, nonetheless, and coached his own team in Gus Bradley, I think that it does. Like you said, it gives him a chance to not only excel, but maybe exceed expectations and accelerate that that uh, development, which is what you – the Colts cornerback room needs that. The rookies, they, they need to develop quickly because it, the weeks are just going to keep on coming, and if you have a couple bad games, you can't sleep because before you know it, you've got a Thursday night game, and here they are again
0: right and and i think also i think again just like with all these rookies just like how we've been preaching about anthony richardson we we do need to tamper expectations for Juju Brents. I don't think he's going to go out there and immediately be Jalen Ramsey from from day one. And and I think my, this kind of leads into what my biggest question mark is: Juju Brents hasn't participated in in any of the off season program really because of his wrist injury. I mean, he's been out there. Uh, he's been taking those mental reps, and and he's been able to stay stay in shape. But because of that wrist injury, had surgery on his wrist uh, during the pre-draft process, he hasn't been able to get really any on-field live 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11 seven, 11 11 reps. So because of that, is that going to set him back? Is he already uh, kind of trying to play catch-up once we start camp here uh, next week? And And is it going to kind of a lot make him get off to a slow start in a sense because again with all these rookie cornerbacks I mean yes you want to get them out there to play that's how you get better but you also don't want to kill their confidence because confidence is such a key part of the cornerback position that that you don't want to make it seem like like this guy's already already in a slump to start out his rookie campaign so I think that's my biggest question mark what are some of the questions you have for Juju Brents?
1: Uh, so I mean, we speaking on that, you talked about Kenny Moore having confidence issues. He's a veteran. Now imagine if it comes from a rookie, you know, so Mm -hmm. absolutely you don't want him to to take too much of a blow to his confidence, but how quickly can he become that starting level defender? You know, how, how many games will it be before we say, okay, he's really starting to catch on here. Is it going to be a few? Is it going to be a lot? That's, that's one of the questions. Uh, Could he be a liability in the defense being so raw? Maybe he was, you know, obviously he was going to get starting reps before what happened with Rogers, but now it's like the question mark is even bigger. You know, is he going to be a liability with the defense and an interesting one is could he struggle with smaller guys like smaller twitchier receivers guys like tyree kill a guy you know those 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 short slot guys that can just move quickly and on a dime turn and they can hit that whip route and put you in the dirt. So it, those are just a couple of questions. I think another one is maybe on the more positive side is how many turnovers can he force? Because with a guy that is that long, that rangy, that athletic, that can hop that high, he can accommodate for for letting up some plays that other cornerbacks can't. He can, he can actually make up for for some mistakes. So I'm kind of curious of how many turnovers he's going to create as well.
0: Yeah, and, and if I remember correctly, he he didn't necessarily have too many turnovers uh, in his time in college. If I, I'm looking this up here, it looks like he had six interceptions, but four of those interceptions came last year uh, mm-hmm. at Kansas State. Uh, no forced, uh, looks like one forced fumble as well last year. So that's that's something that I, that I think he has really worked on throughout his career obviously it showed last year at kansas state uh, you definitely saw him take away the ball more often uh, in fact i was when i was there at uh at&t stadium for the big 12 championship game saw Juju Brent's going up against first-round wide receiver Quentin Johnston uh, when Kansas State took on TCU, and he had an interception in that game and, and really really did a good job against Quentin Johnston for the most part throughout that game. So, that, that again, that's going to be key. The Colts really want to emphasize – Creating more turnovers because they hardly created any last season, and and I think if if Juju Brents can come in and, and do that immediately, that's that's really going to set him up uh, for a good rookie season. But but what do you think his impact is going to be this year, and and how do you see his rookie season going?
1: You know, I. I think he's obviously an athletic freak at corners. So to kind of go back to what I said, I think you should expect some turnovers and some incredible plays. I mean, the guy is going to impress you at times, but you need to, again, temper the expectations because he's not going to go out there and be a superstar day one. I don't think you're going to get Sauce Gardner day one. Um, Quarterbacks must account for his size you have mm-hmm. to okay so i think he's going to clog passing lanes in zone defense i think he's going to force decisions to be made kind of like kenny moore but in a different way he's he's going to do he's going to force decisions to be made because he's so long he might even cover a couple of of lanes in the passing game and i think given his size he will fit that so that zone scheme beautifully i know we've said it till we're blue in the face but it can't be stated enough gus bradley is a defensive guru and he knows how to use these cornerbacks to the utmost of their ability i think he's like you said he's going to fast track that development by week seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 or something like that. You might see Juju Brents starting to hit that stride where he's starting to look more and more like that starting defender that the Colts want him to be.
0: Logan Schmidt asks a good question here. Is Juju good to start training camp at full capacity? Uh, The Colts haven't came out and officially said anything like that over the summer, but the initial plan uh, in OTAs was that Juju Brents would be able to go and be at full strength once camp begins. So, I don't think there have been any setbacks on that yet. We'll obviously have to see next Wednesday when the Colts held their first practice uh, to see if he is going to be at full strength and, and good to go um, or or if they're going to kind of ease him into things. But it didn't seem like there was a, a a really much concern that he would be ready to start training camp. So, that's a, that's a good question. And then another con- uh, comment here that I absolutely agree with Rich Wheeler says, think this position is the most open of the roster competitions. And and he says, look forward to your updates from camp uh, to see who emerges. So we'll, we'll definitely be providing those, Rich, uh, from everything that we see down there in Westfield. But But yeah, Drake kind of getting back to his impact. I I think it's I think he's again he's gonna be one of the more important pieces to to this Colts defensive puzzle. And and I think he needs to get off to a good start. Obviously, there's gonna be bumps in the road. He's a rookie. Every rookie is going to have ups and downs, especially at the cornerback position. But if he can bounce back, I think this system is going to is tailored perfectly for his strengths. And and it's going to not only allow him to to be caught up to speed uh, quicker, I think we're really going to see the full potential come out of Juju Brents in this Gus Bradley scheme. And, and I'm talking about more turnovers. I, I'm talking about being able to place him in, in good situations that he can be successful. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Juju Brents can do in this system because it's... I know coaches all the time, coaches, general managers, they want to try to get players that really fit what they're trying to do. I mean, it, it's harder. It's, it's almost hard, or I'm it's almost impossible to get the perfect player for a scheme. And I think Juju Brents is the perfect player for the Gus Bradley scheme at the cornerback position. So it's going to be really fun to watch. But the biggest, I think maybe we talk about big question marks, big question marks, maybe the biggest question mark for this cornerback group is who's going to be the other starter on the outside when Kenny Moore slides into the slot. We all assumed it was going to be Isaiah Rogers Senior. That's now out the door. It looks like that competition is going to come down to Dallas Flowers, a second-year cornerback out of Pittsburgh State, who was mainly the Colts' kick returner last season, and rookie fifth-round pick Darius Rush out of South Carolina. That is going to be one of the best position battles to watch in training camp. Uh, Drake, rather than let's talk about the expectations for each player – how do you expect that battle to go? What do you expect to kind of see out of those, out of that, out of those two players throughout camp, and and, and through that position battle?
1: You know, they're both built pretty similar. They're both about six foot one or two and about one hundred and ninety five pounds. Um, I, I I think it's going to be closer than some are thinking um, because Dallas Flowers wants to prove that he can do more than just return kicks. And look, he's a dang good kick returner. OK, so he's got all the athleticism, all the tools to be that next cornerback three. Um, I think that Darius Rush, though, man, he is something interesting. That's a guy that truly fell in the draft. I think that the way he plays the ball is absolutely perfect for what the Colts are trying to do. He's more of that ball hawking style, whereas flowers is more of the follow your hip type style. So they have different, they have different ways to approach coverage, but man, I I think flowers will likely have the veteran edge and by veteran, I mean, what by a year, you know, it's not by much, Mm -hmm. but he's going to have that veteran edge. It just shows how young this, this cornerback room is, but rush potentially, you know, has more to offer and I think has The higher ceiling. I think this is a guy that in a couple of years could really be making a statement uh, on defense, but it's going to be so close. It's going to be a close battle. And, you know, can Flowers take the starting starting spot away? Can he can he run away with it? Or is Darius Rush going to upend him and put him in the cornerback four position and keep him mostly in kick returning?
0: Yeah, and this this is kind of a question. I want the chat. I want to see what you guys are thinking as well. Who do you think is gonna win this position battle between yeah. Dallas Flowers and Darius Rush? So uh go ahead and get your get your thoughts in the chat and and if you want yours featured, go ahead and throw a super chat in there. We'll make sure to get that up. But Drake, this is this is just gonna be so so fun to watch. Dallas Flowers led the NFL in kickoff return yards last year as a rookie. So you know he's an explosive player. I really like how you said he was more of the the guy that was kind of like stay stay at your hip. And and Darius Rush is more of the ball hawking type type player. I just I finished up my my rookie files piece on Darius Rush last week. And this is a kid that I mean incredible athleticism, played everywhere on the defense. He played quarterback, wide receiver, he was a kicker, a punter, uh cornerback obviously. He played everywhere. Running back, I think he was up to like seven different positions. So and and he started out as a wide receiver at South Carolina. Switched to cornerback and and he's continually gotten better each season so he's still really raw in his development but i I would not be surprised if if at the end of all of this you may even see a rotation. At that, at that position. Like we kind of saw last year with Brandon Faison and, and Isaiah Rogers Sr., where it would either depend on the game, depend on the matchup, who was out there, depended on who had the hot hand. We could see that as well with Dallas Flowers and Darius Rush, depending on which wide receiver they're going up against, what does the defense need, who's playing well at the time. So this may be a kind of a co-starter situation even. And, and I think if, I think in order for one of those guys to really take over and, 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 and take that position as the full-time starter without a rotation, I think they're going to really have to have to impress and prove themselves. So it's either going to have to be Dallas flowers or Darius rush going out there and proving that they are just top notch over the the next person. I'm not doing very well tonight with my analogies, but, but I think you get the (laughs) point. Um, they're going to have to prove it. They're going to have to prove that they deserve to be that full-time starter rather than a a combination or or as a rotation piece.
1: I really liked what you said there about there could be a chance that you see both of them out there because the Colts they're evaluating this season is going to be an evaluation of what they have for years to come. I mean, even Dallas Flowers is still in a, super young, so I wouldn't be surprised at all if they are both out there equal time, even like if you split, if you literally like split the snaps after a game, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it, if they're pretty close. And then as the season goes along, you might see one start to kind of hedge the other, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like who's the guy that's, that's done better through weeks, you know, one through five. All right. Well, week six, Darius rush is going to get a little bit more playing time. Is it Dallas flowers? This, this is totally a different, it's different than what the Colts have dealt with in years, okay? They, they've got a defense that's so young and raw that they have to use the regular season to evaluate them, okay? Like, And you have to, kind of like they've been talking about, it's not now. They're, they're playing, they drafted these guys for 25, 26, 27 for these years down the road. So mm-hmm. look for them to experiment a little bit with these two. Like, who's going to play where? You're going to see, I think, a nice, healthy balance of both Dallas Flowers and Darius Rush if I had to make a prediction.
0: And I, and I think it's going to be really really fun to watch too. The competition brings out the best in these guys. And, and that's going to be something that we can, we can watch a ha- uh, kind of flourish all throughout the season. So with this battle, what are your biggest question marks that you have for each, for each one of these guys for flowers and rush?
1: So for flowers, it's, you know, what kind of a cornerback is he, you know, because we've only seen him really return kicks. We saw a very tiny itsy bitsy sample size. Uh, I believe it was one game did he play one game at corner last season against houston
0: was it i think so
1: yeah so like and and he didn't he didn't fare too well but you didn't you didn't expect him to you know i mean he just kind of got thrown out there as a special teamer and told to play defense so for for flowers what kind of cornerback is he and for darius rush kind of similar to Brent's, how quickly can he adjust to the NFL game and how fast is he going to become a problem for, for offenses? Because again, he's got that aggressive style as opposed to more of Dallas flowers is following you. And he's the guy who's going to punch out the ball. when you know, that, that, that pass comes into the hands. He's the guy who's, you know, pushing his arm through, whereas Darius rush is the guy who's going to probably try to go over the top and take it. So I think for each one of these guys, it's, it's the question mark is, How fast can they show that they belong on the field more than the other? That's the question for both of them. Which one is going to get more snaps by the end of the season? Which one are we going to be talking about is the true cornerback three?
0: And that's a good question for both of them because for, for Dallas Flowers, he's got his opportunity now to prove that he can be more than just a special teamer. Uh, he's. It's if he can go out there and and prove that he's a starting cornerback, go out and take it. The Colts would love to see that. For Darius Rush, he is still pretty raw in his development as a cornerback. But like I said, he he's been able to focus on that cornerback position, and we've seen uh, gains each and every year uh, with, from him at South Carolina. Can that continue in the NFL? And and can he again bring a a a more ball hockey presence to the cornerback position for the Colts helped to force those turnovers. Darius rush was already a player that was impressing a lot of coaches and and teammates in Mm -hmm. OTAs. He had a would-be pick six of Sam Ellinger. So he's, he's already making plays. Can that continue in training camp into the preseason? And then once we get into the regular season as well. So, so Drake, uh, instead of an impact, uh, I think I think we can say our I think I'm gonna ask this question, who do you think wins the battle to start week one and and do you think they hold it permanently? or is it going to be more of a rotation between these two players uh, on that outside?
1: I think week one, it's going to be Dallas Flowers, okay, And I think that maybe as it gets more to the midpoint of the season, you'll see more of a rotation in. But look, I'm going to go ahead and say this confidently. By the end of the season, Darius Rush is going to be the cornerback three. That's my humble opinion. I think that the guy has a ridiculous ceiling. I think that he has all the tools to be a problem when he finally hits that full potential. I think by the end of the year, he's going to make a statement at some point, some way, and he's going to get that third spot on the depth chart.
0: I would say to lean Dallas Flowers as well to start the season. Uh, I think we're going to see as Darius Rush gets more comfortable in the NFL, you're going to start to see him played more and more throughout the season just because I think he has a higher ceiling than Dallas Flowers has. But again, competition brings out the best in, in everybody. So it's it's going to really push these guys along to not only just fight to for who's starting at the beginning of the year, but fight for who's going to be the starter at the end of the year and, and possibly longer for the Colts. So it's going to be a fun battle to watch. Both guys are young. Both guys are very hungry. And and like I said, I, th- I think with Darius Rush's potential, I, I think he can get there where he can secure and be a longtime starter for, at cornerback for the Colts on the outside. But So those are four of the cornerbacks in the group. But what about the rest of the guys? Behind that, there's not a lot of experience. I and mean, when you look at the Colts roster currently, and obviously this this will go down uh, after final cuts. But the, other than than more Brents Flowers and Rush, here are the other cornerbacks on the Colts roster: Daryl Baker Jr., Tony Brown, Cole Coleman, Jalen Jones, the seventh round pick, and Kevin Tolliver the second. Lot of not of st- lot, not a lot of starting experience with that group. So, so Drake, this is a very simple question. Do the Colts have enough depth at quarterback as things stand right now?
1: No, I, I, I think that you know, if we're talking like numbers um, yeah, but I mean, you know, Jalen Jones, while I do think that his ceiling is also higher than some expect uh, he might take a little longer to adjust to the NFL game. Uh, still a seventh round pick and uh, Kevin Tolliver really has the most experience, but he has hardly played. I I think that they still need a ch- a lower end cheap veteran. Okay? I think that Kenny Moore, don't get me wrong, I think that he is ready to shoulder the load to lead that cornerback room. But man, he could probably use somebody else to help. You know, I mean, I think that it's it's very very raw young. I think that they should definitely go out there and just get a cheaper lower end vet. Nobody that you need to like, you know, roll out the, you know, the red carpet for and give him a huge contract.
0: There's still plenty of of cornerbacks out there on the open market that, that would come in. And, and not only either, if you're looking for somebody to just start on the outside opposite of Juju Brent's, they could, they could probably do that or if you're looking for someone just to add depth and, and veteran leadership to this group, I think there's options there as well. Uh, but, but yeah, I am not comfortable with the back end of this, of this <laughs> cornerback group. It's, it's just as simple as that. I, I feel like the Colts should look into signing somebody now, are they let just look just waiting to see how, how camp goes and how these guys progress and then kind of make a move later. That, that certainly could be an option, but you also don't want to wait too long where all the good options out there are, are no longer available. So the Colts really need to kind of keep tabs on this cornerback market as as they go along, but getting somebody like a Marcus Peters, like a Casey Hayward, into the building, I think, would really help solidify this cornerback group. Otherwise, you're again betting on a lot of unproven talent, and that's just something that isn't going to be uh, 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 probably very comfortable for for this Colts defense moving forward. But but Drake will hopefully we're we're talking about assigning throughout camp, but if that doesn't happen this is your cornerback group for the Indianapolis Colts so as we wrap up this evening go ahead and predict the depth chart for the Colts cornerbacks in 2023
1: so I mean it's the first two are very easy it's Kenny Moore And it's Julie, it's Juju Brents. I do think to start week one, it's going to be Dallas Flowers is going to be the third guy. Then it's Darius Rush. Now that fifth one is tough, but I'm going to go with somebody who actually played with the Colts last year. And that's Baker Jr. I think that he's going to, I think that he's going to take that fifth spot and he's going to show the team that he deserves a roster spot by the end of training camp.
0: I like it. I like that. I like the thinking there, and I think I I agree with your top four. Uh, I think Kenny Moore is going to be obviously that cornerback one. with Juju Brents, uh, and and I'm going to have give Darius. Uh, I'm sorry, Dallas Flowers. Dallas Flowers and Juju Brents as the two starters on the outside. Kenny Moore will start in their base, move into the into the slot when they go into their nickel. I will say Dallas Flowers starts initially. But I think Darius Rush is going to be coming on quick and it'll end up being a rotation or Darius Rush will take it out right before the season is over. Uh, for my fifth cornerback, I'm going to go with Tony Brown. Tony Brown has been a reliable option as a backup nickel for this Colts team. Uh, and I, I think he's going to to be able to hold that down. And, and I'm going to go with six cornerbacks. I'm going to go J. Jay- Jones. Uh, I have a lot of faith in his in his ceiling. Uh, I don't know if the Colts could necessarily sneak Jalen Jones onto the practice squad. Uh, he could be uh, a name that another team scoops up. So, But I, I think when you look at Jalen Jones and the type of cornerback that he is, I think he's going to be able to make some plays. And, and just having him back there as another option to learn from this group, kind of take maybe a redshirt year, but being able to keep him on that roster and get him some playing time, especially on special teams. That's where I think Jalen Jones is really going to make his impact in his rookie season. Uh, but I think six cornerbacks will be on the Colts roster day one. More Brents, Flowers, Rush, Brown, and Jones. Uh, and, and again, not the, not the uh, most heralded group out there, but I think there's a lot of potential in this group. And, and it's going to be fun to watch how the season goes along, especially how these rookies adjust to the NFL game.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I really like the fact that you put Jalen Jones in there. I believe he w- he allowed the least amount of receiving yards in the entire NCAA last season. There wasn't a lot of tape on him because quarterbacks didn't throw his way. So that's an intriguing guy, and I'm really excited to see what the Colts can do with him and if they start him out of practice squad or if he maybe even shocks some people and makes the
0: roster. Colts put a lot of draft capital into the cornerback position this season (laughs) and uh they're they're really hoping it pays off otherwise it could be it could be a scary group and 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 one of those the the weak links of this team throughout the entire season but that's our show for this evening guys really appreciate everybody joining us talking talking the cornerback position i want to give a shout out to greg peterson logan schmidt uh wombat Rich Wheeler, Larry Brown, uh, Spooks Hill Joe, Stats Matt, all of you guys uh, for joining us this evening. It was a very fun episode. And if you haven't done so already, please go ahead and follow us on all of our social media, like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts on FN on Twitter, and subscribe to that YouTube channel and hit that bell. So, you know, whenever Drake and I are going live, uh, especially with training camp coming up, because again, we're going to be going live from training camp after practice to give all of our thoughts and all the lowdown from that day's practice. It's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you get subscribed and hit that bell so you don't miss an episode. And if you can't catch us live, it's okay. Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to us, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating on that as well. Drake, I know you've been writing away. As always for Tell the people what they can go check out that you put out there.
1: So uh, the last two have been uh, one, one is three reasons why Anthony Richardson could uh, win the offensive rookie of the year or rookie of the year. Um, it, it's, it's a very, it, it's a lower end possibility, but still a possibility nonetheless. And the newest one that just released today is how the Colts defensive front could be dominant. And I actually reference, Philadelphia's defensive front last year with four guys over 10 plus sacks, by the way, three of which had never been over 10 sacks before. So you don't need a super dominant pass rusher to have a dominant front
0: definitely make sure you go and check those out for me guys it's still rookie files rookie files has been booming really appreciate all the support on the series it's one of my favorite series I write of the entire year uh, I released Daniel Scott uh, towards the end of last week uh, a guy that uh, unfortunately will not be able to play for the Colts this season but he still has a great story so make sure you go and check that out shout out to my wife for giving her super sticker in as always the <laughs> <laughs> Nightly super sticker. Uh, thank you for that. Um, and then tomorrow morning, Will Mallory, his rookie files uh, ep- uh episode, his rookie files article will drop a guy that's got a legacy already in Indiana with his family, but wants to leave his own mark in the Hoosier state So definitely go check that out. You can follow Drake at D Walster Drake on Twitter, you can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back thursday night to wrap up our positional previews with the safety position julian blackman rodney thomas ii nick cross we're going to talk about them all so make sure you tune in thursday night at 7 p.m eastern but until then everybody enjoy your week